Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. Everybody, welcome to the Brunch and Slate podcast, where we shine a light on innovators, brands, and the culture, and where we always remember, no matter what, if she can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slate and host of this fabulous podcast. And yes, I am tooting our own horn because we are fabulous. Each week and every episode, we get to connect with people who are out there living their dreams. And I know you guys probably hear that a lot because you listen to this podcast. So that means you probably listen to other positive, woman-centric podcasts. And we are in a different place in time, y'all. We're in a place where women get it. We've always got it, but we're making it national and international. And we're telling the world that, hey, I believe in my fellow woman. I support her. I am here for her. And so I commend you for tuning in and listening and getting your life this day. Whatever it is, wherever you are, thank you. I appreciate you. And I am honored. Man, so for those of you guys who are, if this is your first time listening, I surely hope that you enjoy this show. And I got to shout out one of our fellow folks who's listening and who actually shouted us out and left a beautiful review for us for our episode around Round the Way Mom. Gemini Fly said, I enjoyed hearing the travel group ideas for moms. I really hope Crystal makes this happen. So Crystal, I know you listen, uh, and she's from Around the Way Mom. If you guys haven't heard the episode, you should definitely tune in. It is super fun. Uh, Crystal, you know, you got to get that trip together. So you got to call to action now. <laughs> you know, folks can't just come on the show and talk about their dreams. They got to be executed. I know Crystal is. So I can't wait to find out when her next uh, travel retreat is for mom. So today's episode, y'all, we are always in for a treat, but this one I can't wait to dive into. So we are talking to a person who is a creative strategist. So as a creative, I want to dive into that and find out all types of what, what that means and where we're going. She's a serial entrepreneur. She's the founder of Chasing the Stars and the host of Pimp Your Brilliance podcast. She's the mastermind behind the Visionary Journal, which is super cute and one of those good sturdy journals. You know how you get journals and you're like, I can barely open these pages. Uh, you don't have to worry about that with this woman's journal. Welcome to the show, Miss Monique Malcolm. Hey, Monique. Hey, Mira. How are you? I am super well. How about yourself? I'm good. I can't complain. <laughs> I'm to be on the show. I, well, we're excited to have you. So, you know, we got to dive in. So let's talk about being a creative strategist. How did that come to be? And tell everybody what that means. Okay. So essentially, a creative strategist as someone, and I, I work mostly with people who have online creative businesses. So I'm talking like um, coaches, but a lot of like people who have e-commerce brands or who sell courses, um, other podcasters, things of that nature. So with creative strategy, I'm doing a lot of things to help people take their ideas from having the idea to actually getting it done. So we talk a lot about strategy for producing ideas, taking the idea out of your head and simplifying it enough so that you can package it some way somehow whether you want it to be a digital thing or sometimes we I work with people who have physical products because I 
am first and foremost a product seller, a physical product seller. But we talk a lot about um, producing the idea and then positioning it so that you can sell it to people. Because the whole idea is uh, not just having ideas sit around. I actually want people to bring them to life because I really believe that the ideas that you have, like they're there for somebody. There's somebody who needs it. And if you have the idea, you are the perfect person to bring the idea to life. So I'm kind of the person that stands in the gap between having an idea and having an actual physical completed good. And that's so needed. And, and most things in life, there isn't always a crystal clear blueprint. And even so, maybe you're on step seven and you don't need to start at step one, but you don't know what step 13 is. So I think it's so important to be able to have resources that people can kind of help you get that blueprint together. Is that your background? Is that where you pretty much started your career in products? No, so it's, it's like a bit of a winding story. Um, and I can tell you like the quick and dirty version, but it's, I've always sold things online. I started back in 09 with a t-shirt line called, um, what was it called? Anti-sparkle apparel. And I, I'm self-taught. So a lot of the things that I do are things I've learned from experience over the years. I taught myself graphic design. I taught myself screen printing so I could sell t-shirts. And I did that for a number of years. And then I shifted into this place where I wanted to teach and speak more often. And I think that was in about uh, 2015. So I started speaking, I started teaching, and I kind of married this love for product design and then also this kind of ability to strategize things because that's I'm like really, really good at somebody coming and saying, like, this is my problem. And I'm like, okay, great. Here's what I think we should do about it. So I'm really good at conceptualizing the outcome of things. So I think that's a natural ability, but it wasn't something that I went to school to learn. It's just a year, 10 years of being online and watching changes, watching trends, things that have changed over time and learning how to be resourceful and kind of adapt those things to my own needs. And then people started asking, could I help them do those things? Because they saw that I was able to create products and, and launch things pretty quickly. And so over a while, after a while, I just started saying, okay. So I would take on people here and there to help them create their own products, create other things that they were interested in doing. So no, it's not, it's not technically my background. It's just something that I kind of evolved into, evolved into over some years. See, I would beg to differ. I would say it is your background because 10 years is your background. That's a decade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I say that because I think we sell ourselves short a lot of times and clearly, you know what you're doing. If you, if you're doing it every day, you've been doing it for 10 years, you have experience, you know what you're talking about. And I think we are in such a beautiful transition in, in the world right now as far as technology. The internet that exists right now did not exist five years ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, even when the internet was uh, invented, right? Around 96, somewhere around there when, when all of us were doing our AOL CDs in the mail. <laughs> uh, I think that because it's such a unique space, especially when you throw in platforms like social media and the existence of those free marketing platforms, there's so many things that other businesses are intimidated by. And they're literally creating degrees based off of social media management now. That didn't exist five years ago. It you didn't. know? It, I remember being in college and taking marketing, and there wasn't even a full chapter on social media. And I don't even remember what we covered, but it was nothing like what's out there today. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to age myself. I graduated college in 2002. So they most certainly did not have anything about social. What? It didn't even exist. My space wasn't even existing when I graduated college. But I think because of that, 
a lot of people, and I want to kind of dive into this, and it's maybe a little off topic, but I think a lot of times people question themselves are can do they are they capable? Can they say that terminology behind their name because they don't have that? That's not what their degree is in, right? And mm -hmm. there isn't necessarily a, a page or a book that you can sign up for, or you probably could sign up for a book because plenty of people have written them now, but there isn't at university a lot of times a uh, continuing education or a master's degree that you can go back into this type of marketing in a lot of people's areas where they live. And I think that makes them question, can I call myself an expert? Can I call myself, you know, say that I really have experience in this because that's not what my degree is in, right? Mm -hmm. I agree, I agree. And I think that you can call yourself an expert. The biggest thing is, do you have results? Do you have experience? And it doesn't always necessarily have to be results for other people. Do you have a track record that shows you have produced these things for yourself? Because right. that's where a lot of my own experience comes from. I have a track record of producing these things for myself. Uh, when I had a t-shirt line, I did that for five years. I had a track record. I had, before Issa Rae was super famous, uh, she just was doing Aqua Black Girl, mm -hmm. she was wearing my stuff. I can go back through both seasons of The Misadventures of Aqua Black Girl and point out t-shirts of mine that she was wearing throughout that show hey hey now I, <laughs> I pitched her and i was like i have shirts you need stuff to wear tell me what you want tell me what you need and i'll send it to you mm -hmm. um i've launched a successful kickstarter raising over fifteen thousand dollars in just 30 days i produced my own planner system both locally and overseas like there's all of these things that i've done over the years that show i can produce i can get to the end result that i'm looking for and it's not through necessarily things I learned from college. It's all just based on my own experiences and being resourceful. So that's right, y'all. She has receipts. Okay, that's what that translates. In case you were questioning, exactly. <laughs> you have to have receipts. And like yeah. I said, it doesn't necessarily starting starting. You don't have to have those for other people. But can you show a portfolio of your own work and things that you have done over the years that show you know what you're talking about, so that people don't feel so afraid to hire you if you're just starting. Yes. And I love the fact that you told your evolution. I think a lot of times we, I like to really highlight that on this show because most people start with one thing and don't realize how many pivots it takes to get to activating your purposes, not just your purpose. There are multiple purposes, I think, on all of us. And there's different avenues. Sometimes your purpose can be as simple as smiling at someone who needed it or realizing someone needed you to hold that door for them. You know, that could change their whole mood for the rest of the day. And sometimes your purpose could be something as in-depth as teaching people how to market products and how to position them. Um, and that comes from something just like you said, you start out with your own t-shirt company, you pivoted, you realized, okay, we've done that. And people saw your talent and they started to reach out to you. Um, and I think that that part of the journey is so important that we talk about it because a lot of times people, and I see this a lot. Now you mentioned Issa Rae, people probably listening, you know, they pay attention because they think, <laughs> they think, oh, then that's proof. Well, she did this back when, and there are so many people who are in their back when right now who we should be supporting. Right. And yeah. We are so enamored with idolization of people with a certain amount of followers or a certain amount of traction on this network or whatever the case may be. But there are people just like Monique who are operating excellence every day who are putting out excellent product. Like I said, her journals can't wait to get my hands on one because those are the kind I like to write in, you know, and it's not always easy to find. And especially I know someone who's creating them on her own. Why would I go into TJ Maxx or wherever and buy one when I can log onto her site and I can buy one, you know? Um, that's, 
that's what this show and this platform is all about. So I love that you're sharing your actual journey. Now, one of the things I know you have committed to doing is you want to help women stop letting their fears have all the fun. You've got to talk about that a little bit more. <laughs> oh, so that that's kind of like my favorite thing right now. It's my favorite thing to say. I want to say it to every single person I cross paths with, especially women, um, because fear is a dream killer. And there's so many people who, as I think I said earlier, they have ideas, they have something that they want to do, but they're, they're just too afraid to get started. They don't know where to, to start. They don't think that they can do it. There, there's all these reasons, all these excuses. And I just find myself so frustrated because I'm just like, seriously, if, it, if the idea was given to you, that means you are the perfect right person to create it. And like my grandma likes to say, she was like, what God orders, God paid for. So it's like, it. <laughs> if, if it was, if it was given to you, you are the person and now you need to do your part and figure out how are we going to do this thing? Where, where can I start? And I think a lot of people get overwhelmed when they have big ideas, they have big visions because they're just looking at the end vision. But I'm like, no, zoom in, zoom in a lot, zoom on all the way. Yes, yes. And what's, what's step one? Because you, you said something similar, but I tell this to people all the time. If you were building a piece of Ikea furniture, you start on step one. You start on the first page. You don't flip it open to the middle and start trying to build it. You know you're not going to be successful. It's overwhelming. There's a lot of weird pieces and nails mm -hmm. and things that you, it's confusing. So you have to start on step one. But a lot of times people are on step one, but they're worried about step 10. Of and course. Like, Why? Why are you worried about step 10? Right, right. You I can't agree. do anything on step 10. You're I not there. Agree. Yeah. So. And, and one step at a time is not, literally, it's not that hard. I think a lot of times people, oh, we all have these lives. That's what we're here. Like our lives become family. They become children. They become relationships. They become cousins, weddings, all kinds of things that could trip, typically distract us. But I would be so bold as to say, break it down into one thing for that, that vision or that dream of day you might not be able to do three or four. One might be all that you need to strengthen that muscle to say, okay, now I can handle two. And it might take you a year, so what? It's better than I wish I shoulda, woulda, coulda when you're 70 or 80 years old, right? <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Everything takes time. When you're a beginner, there's like, I feel like your wins in the beginning stage, they're for you. They're not for everybody else because in the beginning, when you're a beginner, people can't see the vision. And a lot of people don't believe into the vision until they can actually see it. And that's hard. They don't believe you in the beginning. So in the oh, beginning. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a whole episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I always tell people to be bold, but I think you have to be bold in your comfort level. I'm not one who shares all of what I'm thinking or working on behind the scenes. I typically will give a teaser when I feel like it's almost done, but I don't put it out there because I know me and I know sometimes all it takes is one person to defer your dream. They can say one mm -hmm. thing and it's typically the people closest to you because they are kind of doing their job by asking you the extra questions that you might not see. You know, you mm -hmm. might not think about those angles, but in sometimes some instances they can really set you back because you begin to have self doubt because they're so close to you that you start to question yourself. So for me, I try to keep those cards close to my chest because it just helps me not have that, doubt I guess you know in my head and I think we all have to figure out what works best for us but it's okay to keep those dreams the whole dream you can tell them I'm starting my t-shirt line you don't have to tell them because I'm going to open up a whole sack new Saks Fifth Avenue you know like you don't have to tell them that part yet but I agree that's some awesome advice money so I want to talk about 
the naysayers, right? So a lot of times, especially lately, I've encountered a lot of those, I guess we could talk about women who feel like no one helped them. So they don't want to help someone else or it's part mean girl, part, I don't have time. We can, we can disguise it under a whole different titles, but what do you think about those folks who just refuse to give back? How do you feel about that? Oh, I feel like if you don't support women, I don't support you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hello. Yes. <laughs> because I, I am a woman and I, you know, there's so many things that we have to combat already, not being paid equally, not getting the same respect in the workplace, not being promoted. There's so many things. So it's like when somebody ventures out or wants to start venturing out to do something on their own, it, it's so frustrating to me when people don't want to, they don't want to support or they're putting up all these roadblocks and all these things. And I'm just like, if you're going to be online and say, I support women community over competition using all these hashtags, but behind the scenes, you are shady. I can't support you. And I feel like a lot of times the mean girls are not even, they're not even trying to disguise it. There are mean girls online and their posts are, are nice advice laced in shade. And I'm just like, no, nope, 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 nope. That's a no. And I don't follow those women. I don't support those women. There's a lot of people who do, but I refuse to um, because it's hard enough. And I believe there you need to you need to be pulling up people along the way on your journey because there are people who are doing that for other women. And as much as possible, I want to be that same type of support system. And and I think a, a other thing is doing it and not feeling like you have to broadcast and tell everybody all of the support that you're providing because sometimes I feel like that can come from a place of oh look what I did. And it's not genuine. I, I support other women. Since I do a lot of coaching people. I'm always giving things to people. Uh, sometimes people will reach out to me for things and I'll just, I'll send them resources. I'll send, you know, I just want as many people as possible to get to the destination that they're going to go to because there are a lot of people who are stuck and they're stuck because they need resources from other people. They need resources from you. The resources, the ideas that you already have in your head. And they're going to remain stuck until you do what you're supposed to do. So if I can help you bridge that gap, I want to bridge the gap. If I can't, I want to help you find a resource that's going to bridge the gap. If I just believe at all costs, we have to support women. I think, you know, there is, there are legitimate times where it's like, maybe it's not a good idea. Or I've run into some times where people just want to be more adjacent to me than wanting help. But I think those people are really easy to kind of figure out quickly. And for those people, I just don't want to deal with that. But for people who generally want, who genuinely want help, I want to be able to help as much as possible. This episode was produced and edited by S1G1 Productions. There's a place that shines a light on women who operate in excellence, a place that creates experiences for women and partners with entrepreneurs and businesses and brands who value your dollars. That place is brunchandslay.com. It's experiences you love, connections you crave, and content that inspires. Brunchandslay.com. We're building something. And now back to Brunch and Slay. No, I agree. I mean, 
there's nothing else to say to that, but I agree. I think that's our responsibility. That's part of the journey, right? You're supposed to teach people as you learn, even whatever capacity that is. That doesn't mean you have to have a huge platform where that's all you do is teach. It could be teaching your nieces and nephews how to actually do that college application. If you've gone before people, it's our obligation, especially as a culture when we're always playing catch up, right? We're always striving to be better than what the generation before us was and have different opportunities. How do we get there consistently and not have to keep starting from ground zero if we don't share information? Um, right. Right. I always tell people is we are all here to serve. Like that is your purpose in life. Whatever that, that, that is for you, everybody's here in a capacity to serve. And so I think a lot of people need to get that in their mind that you are here to serve. You are here for someone else. You're not just here for yourself. And if you feel like you're here for yourself, you need to do some soul searching. Right. And back and back to your other comment, I think that that a lot of times we have to check that ego, you know, I, I, with telling everybody everything you did. That's not necessarily what it was meant for, you know. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I'm behind the scenes, I do so many things for people. And I'm like, I just never say anything about it because it's not important. I didn't do it for likes or for people to be like, that was so nice for you to do. I did it because it was the right thing to do. It was what my, my intuition told me to do. It's not about what other people think or how they're going to clap. It's that was what I was supposed to do in that moment. And I'm trying to lean into those little whispers that say like, you need to do that thing. You should pay for that thing. You should help on that. Yes. Thing. That intuition. I am. We're on, we must be on we are on the same page. I keep telling myself that it's so funny because thankfully this show attracts people who feed into me, you know, like you pour into my spirit just as much as I hope the audience gets something out of this. And that's something I've been on a journey on. Uh, this is probably day 42. I've been really focused on energy and doing multiple meditations a day, just really trying to hone in on that inner voice and what it sounds like and not doubt it right? And know to go right when it says go right and go straight and not hesitate. And that's a hard muscle. That's a muscle that really takes practice. You really have to want to hear that, you know? Mm -hmm. But I kind of figured it would shave some time off of foolery that I keep doing. <laughs> you have to learn to hear it. And then I think the biggest thing is to do it when you hear it and, and to yeah. stop second guessing. Because there's a lot of times where something would come to you like, you should do this thing. And then I'd be like, oh, but but I'm trying to get out of this place of, of the butt and just being like, okay. Right. And that's hard. It is <laughs> because you have that human nature. It's like, but I might, people might laugh or that makes me vulnerable or all these different self doubts that we have as humans, they come in mm -hmm. all the time daily, no matter who you are, they come in. Uh, so yeah. So now as a podcaster, I have to know, and I love to ask other podcasters this, who or what podcasts really give you life? What can you binge like? pretty much any time or what are you binging right now so it's funny i mainly listen to those true crime podcasts <laughs> really see I, ha I have them in my queue but i never get around to them because i'm always trying to support everybody else i know who has a podcast i know there's so many it's so bad but i feel like i'm the podcaster that doesn't listen to a lot of podcasters because initially i didn't want to be too influenced so I just wanted to be able to create and, and put it out there and not feel like, oh, you need all of these things. Um, so, but I love, I love a good true crime podcast. But there are a few that I listen to. Because the other thing about podcasts is you have to have time in the day to listen to it. I don't have a commute. So I have to break up whatever podcast I'm going to listen to into my gym time. That's when I try to listen to yeah. podcasts. 
Yeah. Um, so a few that I listened to, um, the Creative Pep Talks by Andy J. Pizza. If you're an artist or a creative or really, he's quirky and a little weird and sometimes his podcast can be long, but he does say some really smart things on that podcast and he's kind of funny. So that one, um, Courage and Clarity by Steph Crowder is one that somebody suggested to me about a year ago and I started listening to it and I'm pretty consistent. Um, the Girl Be Free podcast is great for women who are, um, it's like a good personal development podcast. And lately she's been talking a lot about like toxic relationships with, with mothers, which has mm. been really good. Um, Words Well Said with Amber Wright is another one. And she does like a lot of communication things. So how to have better conversations. And she shares a lot of like her real life experiences with having conversations in life and in love. So those are a few that when I do have time, those are the ones I, t- I tend to listen to. Those are good. And it's, you know, podcasting is exploding. And every week I love to look at the top picks from iTunes and just kind of see what I'm missing out on. And so I'll definitely make sure we have those in the show notes because all of us need a little bit of inspiration from time to time. And, and like you said, we're not always in a position where we can crack open a book or a long commute. So it's good to just have little, uh, I guess a directory of things you can pull at, pull out, pull from to really help you get to the next level. So I really yeah. want to know if you could give us three things that people can do right now to pimp their brilliance, three things that you think can help them, you know, get out of the rut. Okay. Three things. Okay. So I got to say something smart because I feel like the pressure's on. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So the first one, I think the first thing I would tell you if you're trying to pimp your brilliance would be to Figure out what you can leverage. This is like one of my big things. And I feel like this has been one of my biggest keys to success is thinking about what it is that you need. Okay. A lot of people need something, whether it's money, it's help with something like whatever, whatever your thing that is that you need, but they don't have that. So what can you leverage to help you get what you need? So if it is um, you need help with, let's say, podcast editing but you can't pay for an editor. Okay, what do you have right now that you can leverage? Can you barter with somebody? Are you really great at like graphic design? Are you great at writing blog posts? Like what can you leverage that could get you that podcast editing help? Because I think a lot of times we start with thinking about what we don't have and we get stuck there. So start with what you do have and figure out how you can leverage that to get something else. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing is, to be resourceful, especially with your Google searches. Google searches have been like my lifesaver for the past 10 years. It's how I learned how to manufacture a, print, a planner in China. A lot of Google searches, but you gotta go past the first two pages and you gotta be willing to read and be really clever with how you are searching things. So for example, one of the biggest roadblocks with trying to figure out how to manufacture a planner is not really knowing what the terminology is for books and how books are created. So you need to find a place that has a book bindery because there's different ways that books are bound. So I had to do some research into what are the terms that people who are creating books using? Like, are you using like a standard book that you buy off the shelf at Barnes and Nobles? That's called a, is that, no, that's not a case bound book. That is a uh, perfect bound book like a hardcover book with a jacket, that's a case-bound book. 
a planner with a spiral coil, that's a wire O bound book. But until I figured that out, couldn't figure out the manufacturing process because I wasn't Googling the right things. So when you use Google, be resourceful with one, looking through the information and actually reading and trying to figure out like how you can get closer. And then making sure that you know the right terms for whatever it is that you're trying to Google or try to learn some of the language because that'll make it a lot easier for you to weed out what you need and what you don't. And then I think the next thing is to take the next tiny step, whatever it is. Do you need to send an email? Do you need to try to set up a meeting with somebody? Do you need to go buy post-its from the store? I don't know, but whatever the tiny step is, that's where I want you to start. And don't try to look ahead down to step 10, just zoom in and get really macro with just that tiny step. And when you complete that step, cheer yourself on and look for the next tiny step and keep on taking these tiny baby steps because the baby steps eventually turn into adult steps. Amen, amen, amen. I'm snapping my fingers, y'all. Got our Love Jones moment. <laughs> that was awesome. And you have another great resource. I mean, she's full of resources, y'all. One, number one, I like the tone of your voice. I'm just going to be honest. I like it because for me, a lot of times I get turned off and a lot of us get picky with our babies, right? Our dreams are our babies. So we, we're in a sea of folks out there who can help us. Thank God for social media. We can find them. But when we find them, they got to speak our language, right? They have to make a connection with who we are so that we are receptive to what they're giving us. So I like your tone. It's not over the top. It's mellow and you sound confident. So that right there, and this is just me, Amira, and one of my quirky things that I go by, but <laughs> It, it, it speaks to me. So that's someone who I could learn more about. It sounds like a person who knows her. Sh you know what I'm talking about. So I also want to talk about your like, Star Chases United. So that's another resource that you have out there for folks. So there's all kind of levels where you can help them. Let's talk about that. Okay. So I have to tell you something about Star, Star Chases United. So we were talking earlier about pivoting. I recently made another pivot in my business. <laughs> so Star Chasers United has a new name. It's actually the Brilliance Lounge now. Um, what? Say that again? The Brilliance Lounge. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I made a, a slight change because I decided to let Pimp Your Brilliance be more of its own standalone brand instead of a brand underneath Keep Chasing the Stars. And so I gave Pimp Your Brilliance the community, but um, still the same function. But uh, the Brilliance Lounge is a community for creatives, mostly women, that want to learn how to create products. So right now we are focused on digital products because it's easy, the barrier to entry is really low and you can create digital products really quickly and not for a lot of money. But uh, for a lot of women who get stuck in the shipping phase, which is more women than I would like to, to point out, they, um, they can join the Brilliance Lounge, and I will help you create your first digital product because I believe in financial flexibility, specifically for women. I want us to make as much money as we can so we can hire like nannies and nail techs and lash people, like whatever you want. Yes, all I that. Want you to be able to pay for it. <laughs> and how do they join the Brilliance Lounge? Oh, so if you go to pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash lounge, you will find all the details on that page. Wonderful. Now, one of the things that's super important to me is that every time someone comes on our show and they share themselves and they tell us about beautiful jewels like the Brilliance Lounge, we got to get back to them. So I'd love to know what good vibes or prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? 
Ooh, okay. Um, well, I think always abundance, nice, positive, open-minded people. And I think mostly women who know that they want to do something, but they feel a little stuck and they may not feel supported. I want you because those are the people that I want to pour into. So send me those people. Send me the prayers for those people. Yes, we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> now, this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Oh, who am I brunching with? I think I want to brunch with Maya Angelou. Oh, she's the first to the show. Welcome, Maya. Hi, Maya. Yes, I would, I would, well, yes, because I've always admired her work and her story and, you know, the things that she's over, she overcame in her life. And I, she was just such a brilliant woman. And I, I was so sad that I never got to see her like do a talk or anything in person before she transitioned. But I would love to have brunch with Maya and, and really get to ask her some questions, especially about her creative process for writing and different things of that nature. Yeah, that would be lovely. So what area of your life are you currently slaying? Ooh, my time in the gym. Listen. All right now, we can, we can definitely support that. <laughs> Listen, if you are somebody who loves spin, I have been getting my life to the Peloton digital app. And I tell you, it's like, it's the best. And there is a guy, Now I'm a person that I love a good spin class with really good music, but there aren't that many people of color that are teaching spin. Right. But on Peloton there are, and you have Alex Toussaint who does hip hop rides, and there's a lot of twerking songs. So I mean, sometimes it's like, <laughs> do you drive hard or do you like have a twerk break right now? You have to try to decide. But that, that is like my thing that I'm just like, I feel like I'm killing it every single day. So I gotta ask if you own one of their bikes. No, I don't have space in my apartment. And I'm telling my husband, I'm like, I think we have to move because I need space for the bike. But you don't need it at this point because you can get the Peloton app. And if you have access to a spin bike, you can just watch the class on your phone. And just now, that's it. a nugget I needed. Wow. Yeah. Hello. I'm on for that. And, I, and I'm with you on that because I really like, like SoulCycle is my jam. And there's not one near me where I've moved to. There's a cute little place across that I haven't patronized yet. So I went in, the music was not my vibe. I'm, I, I feel you. Like you really need, if you're going to stay on that bike and give it all you got, you got to be in a good zone. And that music's got to be right. So I'm with you on that. So all you need is your phone, the app, and access to a bike. And you can spin whatever you want. I'm here for it. So thank you for that nugget. It will be going into my little repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people follow you? How can they support you? Okay, so online, you can find me one or two places. So mostly Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me at Star Chasers Only Instagram or Pimp Your Brilliance, either way. So if you are looking more for inspiration around goals and more about my planner, Star Chasers Only is for you. If you want to know more about business, products, creative entrepreneurship, Pimp Your Brilliance is for you. And uh, the websites are keepchasingthestars.com or pimpyourbrilliance.com. Wonderful. Well, it's been my joy to have you on the show. And I, one for one, if I've already said my prayer for you to get the right women and have them attracted to you and realize that there is someone out there for everybody. So if you're listening to this today, and I know that there's different topics that people have even DM me and asked about that. I hope that they're listening to this episode. Uh, so thank you so much for taking time out of your day and sharing of yourself with a bunch of Slay audience. Thank you for having me. It was lovely. 
Yeah, y'all. So if you enjoyed this show as much as I did, you know what to do. Go ahead and share it on your favorite social media platform and just tag us. We're at Brunch and Slay everywhere. So no excuses. If you are one of the folks who are listening every week and you have yet to do your review. Yes, I paused for a moment of silence because you already know what I'm going to say. Do it, girl. Why, why would you do me like that? I need you. We need your reviews. We need you to share. That's how we grow. I appreciate you all. I'm thankful for you all. And until next time, I'm Amira and this is Brunch and Slay.